Hi, this is Victoria Miracle and Purposeful Woman Podcast. My goal for this podcast is to bring you the best information from the brightest woman in the world. Let's go. Hi and welcome back. In today's show, we have Andrea Haley Shankaran. She is a certified Ayurvedic digestive health coach, a food blogger, and vegetarian chef of 25 years who guides purpose-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, and professionals to discover health and longevity through mindfulness, cooking, and self-awareness guided by the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda. Andre is passionate educator and speaker on the innate power of individuals to heal naturally and reduce the risk of chronic disease. Hi and welcome, Andre. Hi, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here today. I am so happy to have you here. I am so passionate about health and I cannot exclude health even of the business event because it is important and I would love for you to share your wisdom. But before that, I would love to hear your story. Absolutely. So hi, everyone. I'm Andrea. I live in Westchester County, New York, in a beautiful home where I have a backyard garden and a large picture window where I can see the garden and even a door where I can easily go out and come back in. I discovered Ayurveda and the healing power of cooking whole foods almost 25 years ago at a time when I really needed something to help me relax and make sense of my life. Why? Because I had just had a spiritual awakening and I was on that journey of self-discovery. And I'm sure that many of our listeners can relate to the fact that when you have a spiritual awakening, it can be very tumultuous. Emotions, thoughts, all kinds of questions and confusion. So through that process of examining myself, I actually became more aware of my own stress and anxiety and how that had created what you would call a highly sensitive stomach. It was funny that I had that my whole life and I really didn't know what it was because I hadn't paid attention to it before. So learning Ayurveda taught me that there was a connection between how I was feeling and the food that I ate. And it helped me to heal not just my body, but all that mental and emotional stuff as well. And eventually my love for cooking led me to become a chef and then a journalist because I had a deep desire to communicate. And now I'm on a mission to help purpose-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, and professionals reverse their chronic disease and set up a lifestyle where they receive real nourishment from their food and their daily habits so that they feel supported by that, so that they can be highly productive, conscious, and visionary about reaching for their dreams and goals and serving others in exactly the way that they want to. Wow. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I would just say that's a great mission. And how I, once I read your bio, you said that you turn uh, cooking into meditation. 
So how can someone turn cooking into meditation? Yeah, I don't know how many people out there have actually thought that this could even be possible, right? But what if the time you spent in your kitchen could be your self-care time, right? What if while cooking, you could also release the worries and concerns of your day? So meditation is about calming the mind and becoming aware of the present moment. And cooking is a beautiful invitation to do just that. So just think about this. Cooking involves danger, <laughs> like sharp knives and vegetable peelers, heat and fire, right? So that naturally makes you more aware, right? You have to be aware. And cooking also involves timing. You pay attention to how much the garlic is cooking because burnt garlic tastes terrible, right? And you don't want that. So that helps us to pay attention again. And then there's steps in cooking. You add this set of ingredients first, and then you do this, and then the next thing. So if you're paying attention to your thoughts while you're cooking, you'll notice that you just start thinking about the next thing and the next thing that you have to do in the process. And you realize that that's all you're thinking about. And this is especially true if you cook more than one thing at once, right? So you keep yourself busy. You have to be present and attentive. And so cooking by its very nature focuses the mind on the task at hand very naturally. Other thoughts, worries, and concerns can just fall away in this setting. And now it's like you're in a moving meditation, dancing with all the elements where you are the creator. I love that. <laughs> what if I just got this in my mind, this representation of when you're cooking many meals and just myself, two years ago when I was cooking all the three meals that uh, I was eating, I'll have like few things cooking on. And for me, it's just a reminder of like having a lot of tabs open. <laughs> what if you're cooking too many things at once? How do you turn that into meditation? Well, you know, that's where you have to bring in even more attentiveness and focus and understand again, those steps. What is the first thing you need to do? What is the next thing? So it's true, we can only focus on one thing at a time. So I find the more difficult something is, the more it brings out that focus and clarity. Actually, a quick uh, story for you. When I was cooking at a fine dining restaurant, it was a casual fine dining and we used to serve 200 or more plates per dinner service. And I was a first uh, cook and I had a stove with eight burners and everything, every plate that was served practically had something that came from my station. And not only that, but the chef was the one, the big chef was the one at the pass line and everything had to be perfect, as you know, in a restaurant. And this is fine dining. I can tell you that I cried many times the first weeks of that job. But then something happened. I started to get calmer and calmer. It became like this dance where I was just moving through everything and it was happening naturally. And it was only the intensity of that situation that brought out that calm. It was a really amazing experience. Wow, that is awesome. So why is it important for entrepreneurs just even do that? Why can't we just order food and 
enjoy our food and ready and you can just warming up in the meal plan. I'm a big believer in the meal plans though. Well, the meal plans are good, especially when, you know, you get the food and then you can cook it uh, for yourself. It saves some of those steps, right? The planning, the recipes, etc. It's pre-planned meal plans. The, the like they're like you gotta still cook them though. Yeah, the ones that you still have to cook. Yeah, I think those are great. I mean, they cut out some of the steps uh, for busy entrepreneurs. But of course, I'm all about cooking. And when you don't cook the food yourself, you're really missing out on something. I told you in the beginning that making that connection between the food and how it made me feel was really important. And I'm aware that many people resist cooking. They find it stressful, right? They see it as an inconvenience. They see it as work or they even see it as drudgery or perhaps just a distraction from other more important things. Mm -hmm. um, but what I teach is that that's a mindset that can be changed. It doesn't have to feel that way, right? It doesn't have to feel uncomfortable. You can change it because the way I approach cooking is that cooking can actually be spiritual. Cooking can inspire you. Cooking can help you to practice self-love, self-care, and also love for others. I mean, how rewarding is that? And the other thing is when you cook and you enjoy a perfectly balanced dish that you created, it makes you feel perfectly satisfied, perfectly content, and deeply nourished. And to change this, all you have to do is prioritize cooking. And to your point about why don't you just order food, do you think that the people that are cooking the food in that busy kitchen uh, setting, industrial style cook kitchen setting, do you think they care about you? <laughs> do you think that they're putting energy into the food that is going to really nourish you? Because in Ayurveda, everything we see everything is energy and the connection between yourself and your food is actually what transforms it into something that is deeply nourishing that can actually support your mental clarity, help to release unwanted emotions and make you feel peaceful and calm. I, never ordering food from restaurants or any other place can, can do that. So I would say get the meal plan where you actually cook the food yourself and put the love into it as you cook. That's very important. I love that. And I asked this question on purpose because I've been ordering before meal plans and I love meal plans. Oh, that's saved my life. And as entrepreneur, it's like saved me hours of hours. But then when I was ordering three a day meals and it's cooked meals already, you just warm them up and they deliver you daily. And it's amazing service. I love it. I use it for like two years, almost a year and a half now. But then I realized because I love cooking and just in my heart, I, my mom is chef and I cook a lot and I love it before I became entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> and then what I realized when I was eating the three meals that was prepared by somebody else, like in the kitchen, an industrial kitchen, I didn't feel so connected with my food and satisfied at the end. I will still have cravings and it's just different. So then, then I decided just to cut out to two and make sure that I cook one meal a day for myself. It, it, sometimes it might be in the morning. Sometimes it might be lunchtime. I'll make some avocado toast. And sometimes in the evening, I want to do some chicken or just create a beautiful like evening dish and invite friends over. And it's that what was really working for me. But I, I agree. Cooking is just so crucial for your 
for your heart, <laughs> for just like being in love with your food yeah. and enjoy yourself. And this way you are so much more focused. Your, your food, you know what exactly is going to your body. You have way greater satisfaction just in general and uh, in the day that you can perform the task and business so much better. And welcome! Most women still use a masculine to-do list to try and get a lot of done and end up not getting the most profitable work done. So if you want to actually get things done more efficiently, you need to work in flow with your feminine energy. Aligning your unique rhythms will help you make more money. Download our Purposeful Day Guide, link in the description below. Got it. I think that's beautiful. And I really appreciate hearing your solution and also your observation and your understanding that you wanted to keep at least one meal per day, something that you cook yourself. I think that's awesome. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you have to spend all day in the kitchen cooking. That's definitely not what I'm talking about. I take a very balanced and moderate approach, you know, to cooking. But I love to teach people how to cook, you know, dishes that are highly nourishing, things that they can keep in the fridge or the freezer, right, for another day, kind of the meal prep idea. But the idea that you put in some effort or energy into that food, and then that rewards you with all these wonderful things. Yeah, well. that's why we have people like you who can teach to do meal prep planning. For me, I'm like, no, that's why I'm not a health coach. <laughs> I like to just go with the flow and stuff. So good. All right. So how, well, we already spoke about how to really reduce stress. And do you have any other suggestions and thoughts on how is it reduce our stress and how is it helpful for us? Yeah, I guess, you know, after what we talked about, I really want to encourage the, entre the busy entrepreneurs, creatives and professionals out there to, to listen to Victoria. <laughs> And cook one meal a day for yourself, because that's how you get the benefits, right? And it's really about changing your mindset, changing your approach. I say you just have to prioritize that. And then when you get into the kitchen, we're talking about meditation in the kitchen, right? So when you're present and mindful, you can lose yourself in that beauty, in the aromas, in the creative energy of the moment. And actually, there's a deeper meaning to this also. Ayurveda says that when you connect to your food in this way, through the senses, right? So think of the aroma of the food, the colors, the sounds, the sizzling, popping, bubbling, hissing, the touching with your hands, and then finally the taste. There's an emotional connection that gets created with the food, and that's the very first piece of energy that starts the nourishment process in your body. And if that first experience with the food isn't positive and joyful, then it's not able to nourish all of your body, all of you, who you are. And I'm talking about your physical body, but it's also your, your emotions and your mind and your consciousness even. It's all of who you are. And so we eat a lot of food that isn't nourishing by this definition. And somehow we get, you know, we get non, we're living, we're good, but maybe there's those aches and pains or those slowly developing chronic diseases, you know, and you wonder why you say I'm eating healthy, right? I'm eating good food. 
It's like healthy. Healthy. <laughs> I like this healthy. It says organic. <laughs> right. You know, a lot of people really, you know, we spend a lot of money. We, we get meal kits. We even go to restaurants and choose healthy foods. But Ayurveda says that if you're missing this connection, this connection to the food, then you're really missing out on the nourishment that you can get from that food. So I really want to leave, you know, the audience to think about that. Like, how do you want to feel after you eat, right? Isn't the promise of beautiful nourishment and perfect peace of mind and body a good enough incentive to take some time to cook for yourself? I love it. I don't say, listen to Andrea. <laughs> Get a cook. <laughs> And I know she has an amazing gift. We'll share later of the, the event that she's having. I, I'm excited to hear more about it. And, you know, while you were speaking, it just got to my mind when you were sharing about senses, like when you smell, when you hear um, the sounds, when you taste and you touch. And in the modern world, we don't really do that as like at all. Right now in COVID, probably people getting into cooking more. But still, when you go normal world you go to the restaurant and you eat with utensils you don't even touch your food and it's so crucial and that's why people love snacking because it's just you touching it yeah. and that's why the craving snacking and once i learned that because before we were eating it by hands and we still yeah. crave that and i started to buy snacks for me that i can touch and like slice it and eat it like Cucumber, you can slice it and you can touch it. You can eat it and it's it's different. It's just, you, cravings goes way, way, way less when you're actually touching a food. That is, that is so interesting. And you know, um, my husband and I have a whole family in India. And you may know that in India, in South India in particular, they still eat oh. with their hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Nuts, people just go nuts for nuts. <laughs> Nuts and little like berries, and I just I just always include them somewhere in my day to make sure that. And I can see when I just eat like, I don't know about you guys, but like I can totally see the difference if I pay attention when I, I go out and eat or when I like even the meal plans. Even I order two a day, and it's that two a day. I still have some left on Saturday and Sundays because I don't have Saturday Sundays delivered because sometimes I just crave more of cooking or like snacking instead of having a meal or just touching or do something else so it's like you can totally see the difference in your mind and just alignment with whole because food is such a big part of our life and no matter you're in business or any or not in business or you're professional you still eat <laughs> you still have your health you still have your I, I love sorry i love that point i mean we have to eat every day right? It's, you're right. It's such an important part of our life. So paying attention to this, you know, getting this solved for yourself in whatever way it is, but, you know, not continuing to, you know, dread it or feel bad about it, you know, doing something. So if you need to learn, if you need to learn some skills, gain some confidence, then do that. The sooner, the better, because it's really your foundation. Like Victoria was saying, it's your foundation for life. It's definitely your foundation for a healthy body, but also for a healthy mind, a clear mind. And when you connect in this way, it can also enhance your consciousness. So I teach visionaries because I recognize that visionaries, just like yogis who choose to eat very high quality, freshly cooked food, 
need that support so that they can access the inspired thoughts and actions that they want for their lives. And I think that's really difficult when you're, you know, when you're missing that spiritual connection, that energy that elevates the energy of who you are, which comes from your first source, your food. So I think, you know, this is, I don't want to say it's the most important thing, you know, in our lives, because there's a lot of important things, but we were put on earth to, in this environment that says we need to eat, you know, to live. And so I think it is an important thing. <laughs> it is, it is an important thing. <laughs> One of the most. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Do you have any other tips and tricks that you might want to share with us today? Yeah, I think Ayurveda has a very important perspective on hydration. And I just want to kind of bust that myth a little bit. Yes, hydration is very important, but it's not necessarily that everybody needs to eat or have half eight cups of water a day. Sometimes we can actually be overhydrated from water. So one of the important things when you're hydrating is to add minerals to your water. So we actually recommend a little pinch of mineral salt. And I love the Himalayan pink salt. And another thing that we do to support digestion through the water is adding slices of ginger. And then also sometimes lemon juice. But I wouldn't have the lemon every day because that would probably be too much, but maybe one glass of water a day with lemon and then one glass of water a day with the mineral salt. And then also if you can drink the water warm, or room temperature and never cold, never ice cold, <laughs> right? And keep yourself, you know, so, so it's kind of like nourishing leather, like think of dry leather, like we have to keep giving it good nourishment and minerals so that it can hydrate itself naturally and in, in this balanced way. So add minerals to your water, drink warm water and drink it until you're satiated but don't you not necessarily follow some rule like eight glasses a day. Drink when you're thirsty and not when you're not, basically. Can you be over thirsty? Yeah, I mean, based on different conditions in the body, you know, such as heat or inflammation um, or issues with your kidneys. But how do you know when you over drink water? I'm thinking now that am I over drink water? <laughs> you were just yeah. saying, I was like, I drink a lot of water. Like, how do you know when you over drinking water? Okay, of course that question had to come. And now I have to talk about <clears throat> something that isn't the nicest, which is the best way you can know about your hydration is by looking at the color of your urine. So, sorry. Of course I asked that question. <laughs> asked the question. The best question answers, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. no, perfect hydration. We're all adults. We all know what that is. It's good. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, perfect hydration is like a pale yellow color, kind of like straw. And when you're overhydrated, it can be an issue of, so what you'll see is clear urine. When you're overhydrated, if your urine becomes clear, that's a sign, okay? And if you're dehydrated, of course, it will be a darker color. So you can just start paying attention. And I do this throughout the day, right? How am I doing with my hydration? Just by looking at, at the color. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Andre, for coming. And thank you for watching. And we'll see you in the next show. Thanks, Victoria. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Have a great day.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you love this podcast, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review it. And of course, you can get in touch with me everywhere online at purposefulwithdoubleLday.com. And I can wait to see you next time. Kisses! <laughs>